2: afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow, and with me is my co-host... season Fox. And with us today is the creator of Megawars.net, Mr. David Beatty. Did Hello. I pronounce that correctly? Yep,
1: yeah, Beatty. Beatty. David Dave, Dave, David's good enough. Just don't call me late for dinner. I'm good.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Dinner is on time and under budget.
2: All right. So um, yeah, as long as it's not underdone, we're good. Uh, <laughs> I built a house under budget. Believe it or not.
1: Under, over, overdone.
2: So wait, you built a house under budget?
1: Yes, actually,
2: we did. Uh, we
1: built a house in North Carolina, and uh, because I did so much of it myself, we actually built the house under the budget. We were. $20,000 cheaper than they had estimated.
0: Oh, I thought there was this giant bag of money over, no. hanging over your and your no. No. underneath. No. <laughs> All right, well, that didn't
1: make any sense.
2: Now that, where was that going?
1: <laughs> where was that going? Well, <laughs> no, she, no. she said dinner was under budget. and I, okay. well, I built a house under budget, <laughs> so I know how that works.
2: So what we're here to talk to you about, why you're here is because of this uh, online multiplayer game called Mega Wars.
0: Mega Wars. We've been waiting okay. since we were teenagers for this.
1: Well, actually, it was there when we were teenagers. It was just text-based and cost $6 an hour. Oh, God. I think Six I remember bucks this. 6 an
2: hour? Yeah. yeah.
1: Actually, that was at 300 baud. Uh, basically, oh. that's 30 characters a second. You paid for CompuServe, and it was $6 an hour and if you decided to go faster at 1200 baud then that was $12 an hour that's real
0: money
2: oh that's yeah. that's what compuserve was charging for uh for connection time uh-huh yes oh my stars i had forgotten yes. i had forgotten about that and 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 i was uh uh in 1993 94 i guess was the last time i used my CompuServe account. This was right about the time the internet kicked in and became a thing.
1: Yeah, it was right before Windows ninety five came out because Windows ninety five is what really changed uh, the person.
2: Yeah, I remember it. And prior to Windows ninety five, you had uh, Windows. <laughs> you had Mac. Windows That's what you had <laughs> Windows. Oh <laughs> yes. boy, Windows three point one, and then Windows three point one one, which added networking. It's like yes. a, a minor revision added the internet to Windows.
1: <laughs> that's that's exactly right. See, up to that time, you paid for AOL, mm-hmm. and there were several um, uh, online services. Genie was one of them. I was on Genie, um,
0: and I was on eWorld. Remember eWorld? It was yes. uh, Apple's AOL knockoff.
1: Yeah, uh, Prodigy. I don't know if you guys Prodigy, remember Prodigy, yes. but it yep, wasn't out yep. for very long. Uh-huh. So, and uh, all those had games and uh, 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 Bill uh, Loudon, he's the one that, that did internet gaming – or not internet gaming but CompuServe gaming at CompuServe. He was mm-hmm. in charge of that mm-hmm. and then he moved over to Genie and then from that spawned AOLs and everybody's online gaming experiences. But yeah, that was I think, before the he, Internet.
0: I think he spawned Internet game addiction, too. I had friends that after a while, I just never saw them again because they always had their nose in Federation
1: 2 or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> that that was actually kind of the, one of the things we said. It was kind of funny. It was Mega Wars's chat was something to do. <laughs>
0: okay. Huh. That, sounds like, that sounds like more fun than, than most of them.
2: So Mega Wars has this uh... – this really long shadow. Um, yeah. What, at what point, I mean, how does Mega Wars, first of all, how does it get from CompuServe into your hands? What, what happened there?
1: Well, actually let's go back just a little bit further. Cause it's a really interesting story. Okay. Uh, Mega Wars one was founded off of deck wars, which was created at the university of Texas and for eight players. I have heard and, of Deck Wars. Yeah. Actually, a, a, a guy that has been you know, been one of the friends of Mega Wars for years just redid Deck Wars. So at DeckWars.com, you can experience the old text-based version of Deck Wars. Wow. So, yeah, kind of fun. It's all text-based, three-letter commands like T-O-R for torpedo, torpedo. NAV for nav, kind of the same things that Mega Wars has filed it off of.
2: That sounds so, very much like Computer Star Trek.
1: It does, doesn't it? It is, and that's that's what it was. That's what it was based off of. All of that
2: had oh. that. Oh so I wrote uh, in nineteen eighty, I wrote the first version of Computer Star Trek for the Radio Shack color computer. Oh, cool. And, okay. And right. sold it. To Spectral Associates in uh, Tacoma, Washington. Fascinating. And, and yeah. I made I made royalties off of that uh, about enough to buy me groceries once a week every month for a year. <laughs> that works. Hey, free food. You can't. Yeah, you can't but I. That, yeah, I all. actually hold a place in uh, in computer gaming history because of that.
1: Awesome. Okay, so Bill bought the fifty-dollar disc from—not the disc, but it was a tape. It was the big eight-inch tape, I think, is what he said it was. And uh, he bought that for fifty dollars. Brought it over to CompuServe. They expanded it to a hundred players and uh, scrubbed all the all the um, Star Trek references out of it. Mm-hmm. So, and that was Mega Wars One. And then um, they were looking for an adventure game. And so they found two guys out of um, University of Virginia at Charlottesville, and they formed the company Kesmai. And that became – and then when they brought over Island of Kesmai, that's where that name comes from. Um, He also found out they had a game called S that they had created, and it was a space game. And so they married these two together, Mega Wars 1, and came up with Mega Wars 3. So that's where all that came from. So there was
2: no Mega Wars 2. The Mega Wars 2
1: actually was taken on by a different team at CompuServe, and you just mentioned the Tandy Color Computer. They built it for the Tandy Color Computer, but it was a flop because they didn't build the game to support anything other than the Tandy. And the Tandy – died off at that point.
2: Right, it was so. uh, at, at that point in history uh, the the Tandy Color computer was going neck and neck with the Commodore 64. And the Commodore 64 was far and away the more popular machine. I don't know why. I think it was probably because of the price point, but it was far less capable. It had all kinds of fantastic graphical Uh, capabilities. It had hardware blitters. It had all sorts of things. But none of that was actually accessible from the built-in BASIC. Everything ended up being uh, I mean, if you knew assembly language, you could write assembler and access it that way. Otherwise, you had to poke data. There's a a, a command in BASIC. BASIC stands for beginners all-purpose symbolic instruction code, by the way. Uh, And you had to poke values into memory registers to get things to do, to, to get the Commodore 64 to do anything uh, other than just print text. So the Commodore 64 magazines were full of basic program listings that were nothing but poke statements, poke, 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 (laughs) just pages after page, page after page after page. and and people would slavishly type these in to get their games running.
1: Oh, gosh, yes, we did. Yes. I got books of. Uh, actually, I oh, have a yes. book around here of a game called Taipan. Mm-hmm. And it was a little trading game. And you just have pages of. I mean, that's how we all transferred programs back in. There wasn't the internet. You know, the best you could do was put it on a floppy disk and mail it to somebody. And, you know, a week later they would get it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, that's the way that we distributed software in the beginning
2: right we printed out the listings and we typed them in by hand i had uh stacks and stacks of color computer magazines Uh, with with a color computer you had uh, the basic language that was built into it supported all the graphics things that it could do most of them yeah so you could see what it was doing and the programs were considerably more compact and more human readable Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, no, we sort no, of no, took a left turn the there. Rabbits. Yeah, lots of rabbits to yeah. chase. But the uh, the color computer, um, uh, I think, died out around 1983. I'm thinking three. Yeah, that's about right. Somewhere in there. Uh, but for a time, it was the it was far, it was more popular than the Commodore 64 uh, for a short burst. But the Commodore 64 magazines were definitely – they definitely had the long uh, the long shadow there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically um, – and so they, they made Mega Wars 2 but it didn't go anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. Then
1: they made Mega Wars 3 and uh, that was – that ran for 15 years on CompuServe until about 1999. And then um, they ended, – CompuServe ended up shutting down at that point. Now – we Now, there were some other versions of Mega Wars when it went to Genie and some of the other services. But we were – and they changed the game significantly when they went to the other platforms. And so we are of the pure CompuServe stream, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense, the, of that original game. And so how did it end up getting to me? Um we uh, did some searches. I had a, a, a copyright attorney look at you know what we could do and what we couldn't do. Um, Compuserve, there there's no real owner that we could find of actual Megawords three. Okay, we did the search because they the company shut down and some things like that. So we did due diligence to to make sure that there was not a copyright holder at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, from all that we could tell, there is no clear owner at this point, and the name was not trademarked, and we're graphical, so you can't say that you know we copied the interface or anything else like that. We basically used the the name Megawars. There were no characters in the game to be copyrighted, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we're we're clean and clear. All we've really done is is taken the name at this point.
2: So Mega Wars had its genesis back in the days of CompuServe, and when Compu—just to recap, uh, CompuServe when that folded, the rights didn't actually go anywhere; they just died with the company.
1: Yes, from what we can tell, it died with the company at that point. Now we couldn't use Stellar Emperor because that was sold uh, when Kesmai was sold. Because they actually owned, they kept the rights to that one. CompuServe, from all that we can tell by the records, and there's not a lot of records of it. Mega Wars itself was owned by uh, CompuServe, so, and they didn't trademark the name, so there's no traceability on that at all.
2: So, how much does your version of Mega Wars, from a, from a gameplay and structure standpoint, how much does it owe to the original?
1: Mainly the. Um, uh, the way that we handle space it's fluid mm-hmm. there you don't it's not like a lot of the other games where you jump you go to warp and you jump from system to system all hyperspace is just like everything else you're actually flying through hyperspace and you have hyperspace combat you can follow other ships to their systems that kind of thing we kept that um and uh we kept some of the planet management theories because they were fairly simple um and and we've expanded those also so it's not exactly the same game as it was but it has the flavor it's, it has the spirit if that makes any sense
2: it sounds like the the basic architecture the basic bones of it are are there underneath the graphics yes yes and and the uh the cons, the cons- the concept behind the game and the uh, the the general uh, structure of it, the gameplay. Yes, is- the gameplay is still there. Yes, um, the the
1: original game had two thousand stars that people fought over. Um, we've expanded that to five million. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, so uh, you had two thousand stars, and that's I'm building the first full universe. We've we've kept it original uh, up to about three weeks ago and we decided to just go ahead and expand it so the original Mega Wars universe we changed that to what we call a region and we've made three types of regions depending on the person's gameplay so if you're in the core region then you cannot be attacked in hyperspace or normal space, you're, you're safe your planets are safe, they can't be taken from you because okay, that was one of the big features of the original game is you, you build up a planet and the last day another team comes along with a firepower and takes out your base and gets the score for that base. And uh, so that's, that's one of the things. And the other key feature we kept, of course, is the four-week-long wars. And the great advantage of having an end-of-game allows new players to come along and join and really enjoy themselves alongside the veterans. It's, it's more like baseball than, it, than any other thing that's out there because um, the, the great thing about baseball is you have to have a team because you can't, play, you can't just do two-player baseball. You'd kill yourself. You know, you would pitch right. the ball, the guy would hit it, and you'd run all the way out in the outfield, and he would just run around the bases. Mm-hmm. You have to have a team. And Mega Wars is based off of that same concept where you have individual players that are stars. You have other guys that are just okay, that kind of thing. And um, it's the team effort and teams com- combating against each other in a four-week-long battle to determine who – who has uh, the best skills, basically. So um, the 2,000-star um, universe kept battles close close together, but opening this up is going to allow teams to go out and, and build territory and build their own areas, and then they battle between the areas because the region can be fought over. So... The core regions you can 't be attacked your planets can 't be attacked, and you go out a little further, then you have the rim those planets are uh, can be uh, pillaged, so they can take your taxes mm-hmm. or bomb your your bases that kind of thing and then when you go out to the frontier there there is no no penalties or anything else out there, so players can do what they want at that point. So if you have a good base, somebody
2: can steal it from you. Four weeks and how many million worlds? There's five million. So there's going to be a lot of worlds that people won't visit. Well, yeah. I mean, I just... That's a lot of... That's a lot of worlds and not very much time. That's Uh, right.
1: Well, the thing about it is, the way that Mega Wars runs is, you need to get your planets within the first... 36 to 48 hours because planets double in size every two days. So if you establish a base, you know, yeah, sure, you can explore out to the the outsides of the frontier and you find a hundred hab planet, which is one of the best ones in the game, and you establish that four days into the war – you're going to be half the size of the biggest planets in the universe. So you're going to want to establish your bases quickly at the beginning of each war.
2: So, um, uh, with, with that many million worlds, uh, it sounds like you are setting up to be able to support a very large number of concurrent players.
1: Yeah. Um, from, from, from the tests that we've done, we can support about thirty thousand simultaneous players per war at this point.
2: Good heavens. Whoa. Yeah. Now this is this is different from Eve Online, where uh you were saying uh uh that the whole thing resets every four weeks. Yes. With and and that this makes it a little bit more approachable for uh, uh, beginners, yeah, for beginners. With EVE Online, there are people who have been playing that f- for literally years, and there are fleets where the total investment in uh, uh, ships and other resources. Uh, I was reading a couple of a couple of years ago where there was uh, somebody. Accidentally took a pot shot at the wrong person, and it a quarter million dollars worth of ships were destroyed. Yes, in this accidental war, and like somebody went to bed and woke up the next morning and found that their entire fleet had been wiped out, and they they'd lost the equivalent of a new house.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, oh dear. Because and and that's and that is one of the problems with the persistent universe. Even if you start. A month after everybody else started, you're always going to be behind.
2: Yeah, and you're never gonna you're never going to uh, be able to compete with yes. the people who have been in there for like five years and and they have the uh, they have the battle cruisers half the size of the state of New York and.
1: <laughs> That's right, and, and you're, all you're in the stuff. little scout ship the yeah, size you're... of the Epcot ball, okay?
0: <laughs> and you're always going to be the, the noob that gets ground under the, the big guys.
1: That's exactly right, and, and 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 I like to equate it to Monopoly, okay? So you come in. Your friends are playing Monopoly. They've been playing for about an hour. A couple of people have been eliminated, and you walk through the door, and they go, Oh, Dave, come on. Come join us. Play Monopoly. Here's your $200. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh huh.
1: You're hosed. <laughs> you yeah, go, you're basically done. You're done. You roll the dice once ago, go. Here's my two hundred bucks. You know, I mean, two hundred bucks won't even get you around the board once. If you're lucky.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, if you're lucky, because the whole thing yeah. is, the whole thing is, uh, as I understand it, Monopoly was actually designed to show how broken our, <laughs> our. Uh, Capitalistic system really is. It's only one or only one or two people. You know, monopoly is set up so that there's one big winner and everybody else dies. (laughs) Yes, it was meant to be a satire,
0: and your family hates you,
2: and your family hates you. Your family, that's right. But anyway, so Mega Wars gets around this by essentially rebooting the universe every every month every month
1: now we're also gonna have week wars that will start every week as, as we build up the number of players every Friday night in theory so so, so you have
2: so you have wars that start every week it's not uh, it's not everybody who plays the game all at once they all start on the same date it goes for a month and if you know so you yeah. have it's you, you have this constantly revolving uh, combat thing going so that there's a a new start every week that 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 way if if you if you it also depends
1: on the teams too i mean you may have a team that comes in and dominates early and they take out your best planets and you sit there and you go ah rats do i want to invest any more in this war and try to catch back up or do i just start a new war
2: right yeah yeah at least it's right? not,
1: at least you don't
0: have to wait many more than till next Friday. That's exactly. easier to remember than thirty days, you know.
2: Yeah, and then there's the community of it. Um, you must have a leaderboard or some some kind of uh, central forum where people can compare notes and join up and form teams that fight in war after war and this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, um, we we have we have the scoreboard. Scoreboard gets calculated every day at noon. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows this, and it gets really kind of funny because players will manipulate their score, OK? <laughs> so there's some things uh-huh. you can do to change your score, and we call it sacking. It's, it's human nature. It's just really funny what happens. And so if you know that the scoreboard is going to run Friday at noon and you don't want everybody to know how good your planets are, you come in and you move everybody out of, out of the civilian factories into agriculture, Wait, uh-huh. wait till it gets afternoon because agriculture doesn't score as well as civilian factories do, and so you uh-huh. move them all into agriculture for a half hour. You build a bunch of extra food, so who cares? And then you move them back to their real jobs, and your score looks like you're not doing very well. But the last day, you come out of nowhere, and everybody goes, "Where did he come from?" It's just like, "Ha ha! I sacked my score."
2: the next thing i wanted to talk to you about was the graphics you had to go from a text game to a modern 3d fully realized graphical space game
1: yeah the the most interesting thing is i started introducing the graphics and the old players were looking at it and they go well i didn't see it that way because see as you read the text Everything is happening in your mind. Torpedo right? oh, yeah. hits from spectrum. It's like, oh, you took, you know, hole damage. And, you know, we all saw that in our mind's eye
2: differently. Mm-hmm. It's like reading a okay. book as con- and, and then going to see the movie. Exactly. And so – that's the first thing I ended up fighting with the
1: players. Not <laughs> fighting is that's probably not the right yeah, word.
2: But it was the first the uh, first yeah, battle you curdled. had to fight. The first thing yeah. you, they had to overcome.
1: Yeah, it really was. And so, you know, well, what do you see? Describe it to me. And so I actually used the descriptions from the players to help realize what we were seeing together.
2: That's clever. Yeah. That's clever. What an interesting what an interesting approach.
1: Yeah. It's like, okay, this is what I see it as. And then somebody go, Oh no, you got it all wrong, Dave. Dave, terrible, man. This is awful. (laughs) Uh And and uh, and and I'm doing this out of a love for the game. It's that I love the game more than I care about being, you know, the, the 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 creator, if that makes any sense. I, and, I, and I'm and i creating it for the players, the original players. And we ha- have had the text-based game reproduction since about 2009. And we tried to bring people in to be able to play it. And everybody looks at it and goes, text. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And so – for us to take the game we loved, we had to go to graphics. There really was no choice. And uh, Gene, you've you've helped tremendously help us, and and you've you've seen things that we haven't seen. And uh, Gene, is, uh, Gene hasn't said much about this, but he's helped us since about April. He's Dave. You you got to do this, and you got to do that, and it's 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 more for the love of the game than it is for. Anything else at this point, and so I'm willing to make the change because let's make it a better game.
2: I noticed that the graph, the quality of the graphics. I mean, I, when I became involved with it, uh, the graphics were there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were present, but they weren't they weren't dazzling. And no. you have definitely up to your game. You have you've brought your A game.
1: Yeah. Unity has helped a lot, too. Unity has been making tremendous strides.
2: Unity is the most popular of so-called authorware game engines. Uh, The other one being... um, Unreal. uh, Thank you. The Unreal Engine. Unreal 4. Unreal 4.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Unreal 4. Now, I had looked at Unreal 4, okay? And... It's all C plus code, and it's not like I don't know C. I mean, that my real job is C plus Okay, mm-hmm. um, I, I write CAD CAM software, so and I work for one of the big companies in the world and that kind of thing. So, my, I, I thought I'm going to go ahead and stay with C sharp because it's a different language, and it will be more relaxing than fighting with with uh, C sharp. For the game too, no. and so. it's
2: also it's also quicker because C sharp is essentially Microsoft's attempt to usurp the market for Java. That's exactly right. Yeah, C, C sharp and Java are uh, syntactically very similar, and they work about the same way, and they have they follow a lot of the same uh, language rules. And yes. it's essentially a scripting language. It's a big scripting language and computers are if you tried to if you tried to create a, a programming language like c-sharp 20 years ago uh it would have f- fallen over flat yes you know it's it's um, and it almost did anyway anyway uh, <laughs> we're getting a little technical technical but yeah, it's cool yeah uh the what i think what people don't know Uh, about game engines is that nobody writes their own games from scratch anymore. Um, We've heard it said frequently that content is king, uh, and the reason content is king is because everybody's got the same game engines. Unity 3D is used for creating games for everything from PlayStations to Xboxes to PCs to your phone. And you can do it using one set of design criteria uh, and one set of graphics and and this kind of thing and just um compile it or if you will or build the game to suit each one of these individual platforms and this is how games can be made for, and release all at the same time for the Xbox and the PlayStation and the PC and uh your your android tablet and whatever else that's how they can release the same game all at once on all of these different platforms so that's what we're talking about when we say unity unity 3d uh you can look it up on the internet unity3d.com and download a trial version of it and play with it yourself
1: yeah it really is, and and there's some visual scripting languages available for – or not scripting languages, but visual programming available for 60 or $70 as uh, add-ons. And so you can visually say, hey, move this here, move this there, and it will drive the code and make it do it for you. So, I mean, it's a great time to be an indie developer.
2: It is definitely – Opened the door for a lot of developers who otherwise would not have been able to do anything like this. Uh, I'm, you know, Mega Wars itself would probably not exist if not for something like this.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, it would still be text base. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there is so much work. Um, they at uh, United uh, Austin two weeks ago. Unity is up to 500 developers working on the game engine, and there is no gaming company that has the money to do that anymore.
2: Yeah, that's and the amazing thing is that they they get paid off the royalties that these games get, and only when they get above a certain level. Like if you make if you make a th- five thousand bucks, <laughs> you get to keep it you don't have yep. to pay them anything because that's not yep. ena- that's not enough money for them to bother with and yet yep. they manage to pay all of these people so so here we are in a world where uh content is now driving the game industry and uh and mega wars is this new thing resurrected from the bones of the old and yet is becoming once again, really popular. You yes. you were just showing me some uh, some new um, uh, session information, showing a sharp uptick in in fresh logins and new sessions.
1: Yeah, we're still in beta, alpha, beta, pre pre release uh, uh, mode at this point, but we're starting to get some regular players coming in, and uh, because they're wanting to prepare for the 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 beginning of the real wars at that point. So they're they're trying to get the knowledge to learn how to play this new game. And we've we talked about content. One of the things that I hated that that I also loved the same thing about World of Warcraft. Um, and I, I've played them all. I mean, I played uh, World of Warcraft and EverQuest and all of those. And. You start out as you level up, and you'd go to these places, and they'd spend all this time. You'd buy this upgrade, and they had these beautiful areas you'd walk through. It was amazing. You were there for the first time, and then you'd battle there, and then they'd come out with the next one, and then you'd move on. And these beautiful places that they built just got left behind. And I just like going back to see that old content sometimes. And that's one of the things that Mega Wars is unusual because of the reset. Mega Wars is – and I'm going to refer back to this again. It's like a baseball field or a soccer field or that kind of thing because it's just the play field. With Mega Wars, the players are the content because of the reset, just like Monopoly You get a different set of players playing Monopoly. It is a completely different game. Mega Wars is the exact same way. Every reset, players come in with different expectations, with different choices, with knowledge they learn from the past, new players, and it is a different game every single time. That's how a game can be played for 15 years, and someone like myself will melt a credit card of (laughs) $3,000. Oh, my God. Yes, I melted a $3,000 credit card once. This was back in the 80s where $3,000 was more than it is now. Um, yeah, I had to go get projects to f- pay for that. But
2: that is wh- how a game can be so intense for four weeks. It's amazing that it had that engagement. Uh, just, and, and this was all done without graphics, too. I mean, it's, it's all at 300 bucks. It was a
1: text-based game.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Now we've got graphics, and we have team data. as,
1: And, and we didn't have this in the beginning. This is one of the things we expanded on. As a teammate... Uh, a ghost into a system, you get that system's data. So if you have 25 people on the team and you're all scouting, because you scout, at the beginning because you got to find the planet, so everybody's out scouting. So if you've got 25 members of the team, you've got this stream of data coming through of all these planets. You go, oh, do you want that planet? Oh, no, no. Okay, I'll get it. Now you fly over there and you you establish a base there. And we've added a lot of things that the original game didn't have to to increase the player-to-player interaction.
2: Have you thought about the idea of adding um, uh, story-based campaigns?
1: Oh, yes. I've got to get the base game running first, and then we can expand it. And that's one of the reasons that we have the core, and the, so that you can have protected planets. mm mm-hmm. So that you can have the protected planets, you can participate with the team, yet at the same time as we open up story-based content, you can explore the story. And the story, we're hoping, will encompass multiple wars. So you won't be able to get the whole story in a single war. It will begin unfolding over a whole season, and a season is a a year, so there's 12 – know. So, 12 12 games that Mm -hmm. you would participate in that would tell the whole story. So if you missed a month, you'd go, oh, you'd have to get part of that story from somebody else.
2: This sounds like an opportunity for your community to collaborate and create some of these stories. Oh, yeah. I mean, you already have a, a... You're already feeding... Feeding into the game, the ideas and concepts from the fans of the game itself. So, in essence, they are as you said that the players are the content. This is synergistic effect. Yes, I don't yes. think I don't think any um, I don't think there are any other games that are doing this quite this no. way. No, not really. I
0: like this, no.
1: It, it's like we said a few at the beginning of this discussion. Mega Wars is chat with something to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay? Because chat is social. It is. I have friends for 30 years back from the 80s that I have never met, but I've only talked to them in Mega Wars.
2: Wow. Wow. So it really has quite a legacy. Oh, yeah. Well – if you are interested in taking a look at the uh, open beta for Mega Wars, you can go to megawars.net. What for which platform? PC, PC is
1: the most tested that we uh-huh. have. Um, we just came out with the Mac version, and I'm trying to get the Mac players to give me some feedback on it. We only have like three or four at this mm-hmm. point, but I have a Mac mini that I bought for a few hundred dollars off of eBay. And it runs just fine off of it that platform. It runs fine on
2: that. Wow. Not, yeah. There's nothing
0: wrong with the Mac Mini. The time I had my house burglarized, they didn't take the Mac Mini. I don't think they recognized it as a computer. Probably <laughs> not?
1: It just, it's just <laughs> it a little box. Time. Yeah, it looks, Your, like, little yeah, tissue box
2: looks like a DVD drive, yeah. you know, like yeah. an external drive oh. or something.
1: Yeah, and it's a 2012 Mac Mini, and it rates in at uh, two out of six. So. I mean, it's not a bad machine. I mean, my desktop Alienware machine with a uh, NVIDIA graphics card rates five out of six. So, hmm. I mean, it's only one step down from that, and the game is nice and smooth. We also have a Linux version that is available oh, that I need to get some feedback on, also. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some settings. I don't know enough about Linux. So if if anybody out there is a Linux developer or knows a lot about Linux, there's a Linux version. Give me some feedback, and we'll uh, get that thing perfected because I know there's not a lot of games of this type and MMOs that uh, support uh,
2: Linux. That's true. There aren't a lot of them. So that's uh, megawars.net. We are talking to David Beatty. The creator of Mega Wars, uh, this the graphical version of Mega Wars, the first graphical version of it. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Event Horizon here on Krypton Radio. It has been a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. It's been fun. You have been listening to episode 182 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for October 14th, 2017. Our guest today has been game designer David Beatty of Crimson Leaf and producer of the game Mega Wars, a fully graphical reimagining of the original multiplayer game of Galactic Conquest from CompuServe. Your hosts were Krypton Radio executive producer Susan Fox and Station Manager Gene Turnbow. This episode will air again at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow afternoon, that's Sunday, and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our own website at kryptonradio.com as podcasts. Krypton Radio is listener-supported sci-fi geek culture radio. We are the only station in the world with this format, and the vast majority of our funding comes from listeners just like you. If you liked this evening's program and enjoy listening to Krypton Radio, please visit patreon.com slash kryptonradio and contribute whatever you can. If all you can afford is a dollar a month, that's perfectly fine, but it is important that you do it. Now, while you're thinking about it, would be good. Actually, we appreciate your support. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by science fiction illustrator Mark Schirmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry, and the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2017 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The event horizon on Krypton Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.